guys doing? This is Chris here, and I'm glad to have you guys here this morning. We're starting a new series entitled Inked. I'm here today at Alpha Omega Tattoo Parlor, and uh, we're here with Josh and Gage Brown, and uh, we're going to be talking about who is marking your life for the next three weeks. <laughs> 39 million Americans have tattoos. That is amazing. And get this, 60% of all people who get tattoos are women. What is up with that? I guess women can stand the pain more. Who knows? The word tattoo is a Samoan word, and it comes from a, having a unique mark. So what's happening here is that there's this tiny little needle that's making injections about an eighth of an inch underneath the skin, and it's going about 100 times a second. Do you want to know the number one thing that people get tattooed on their body? Someone else's name. You want to know the reason why somebody makes a second trip into a tattoo parlor? Is to get that name covered up and camouflaged. Because many of us, we get inked and we make that decision, oh, well, this relationship is going to last forever. And it doesn't. Amazingly enough, most people, they don't get tattoos removed because it's much too painful and it's way expensive. So what they do is they just try covering them up. They wear long sleeves or they try to get something changed on it so that it doesn't look like the original mark that they have. They don't get it removed, they just cover it up. That's interesting. Because so many of us have been marked. So many of us have a tattoo. Now you may have never even been to a tattoo parlor, but we all have been marked, haven't we? We've all been branded, we've all been labeled by angry words, something that somebody has done to us, something that someone has even said to us. And we allow those words to define us. We allow those words to label us, and the labels hurt. And we don't get them removed. We just are master at covering them up. We don't cover them up with, with clothes or anything like that. Many times we cover them up with smiles. How are you doing? Oh, I'm good. I'm fine. And we put on our plastic faces and put on our plastic smiles, and we come to church, and we say, you know what? We're good. We're great, and everything's fine, and I'm just, I'm happy, and I'm go lucky, but inside, we're not fine. Inside, we're breaking, because those labels hurt. Those brands hurt. The marks that we've allowed people to define us, they hurt, and we begin to base our self-identity on We begin to believe the lie. All of a sudden, your spouse says something, and you fly off the handle. You're like, where did that come from? Or someone reaches out to you, and they want to share your heart, but you run the other way. Why do we do that? It's because all of us, we allow those labels, those brands to define us. And instead of removing them, we run the other way because it's too painful. It's too painful a process to believe something else about ourselves. So we believe the lies and we allow those hurtful remarks to define us. For some, it was a coworker or a teacher, and even a third grade teacher, who said he called you stupid. And even though it was years ago, you still feel stupid. You still feel dumb. You don't feel smart enough. And you allow those hurtful words that were spoken decades ago to define you. And they feel permanent. The feel is permanent. It's a tattoo. So who is tattooing you? 
What people, what words have marked your life? For some, it was a parent. A parent who said, you know what, you're too ugly. You're too fat, you're too skinny. You're a mistake. I should have never had you. I should have gotten that mission. You're not like your brother. You're not like your sister. And we just don't measure up. For others, it was a spouse who said, you know what, I promise forever and ever to be with you. But they've checked out. They walk out the door. And it just hurts. We cry. They say painful things like, I hate you. I don't like the person I become when I am with you. And they check out of the relationship. We allow people's words and actions to define us and to label us. And they do feel permanent. They do feel like it's written on our souls. And we start to believe the lies that maybe the things that they say about us, maybe it's true. Maybe I am unlovable. Maybe I am stupid. Maybe I don't deserve anything good to happen to me. Proverbs 23, 7 says this. For as a person thinks of himself, so he is. Your self-concept, the way you see yourself, is determined by what you base your identity on. And think about it. We all base our identities on some really weird stuff, don't we? We base who we are by our resumes. We base who we are by how much money we get or what rank we achieve. Or what rank our spouse achieves. We base identity on um, uh, cars that we drive or even the label of jeans or shirts or clothes that we wear. Those labels that we purchase end up labeling us. And we feel like we're marked for life. It feels like we're tattooed for life. Somebody else's brand, somebody else's label is written on me, and I can never get rid of it. You know, maybe, maybe this morning, some of you need to have some tattoos removed. And I'm not talking about tattoos on your skin. I'm talking about tattoos on your identity. Maybe today, you need to let God to remove some of those marks that people have marked you with. And the only way I know that you can remove those marks is by allowing the words that God says about you and, let, and allowing them to just drift and just submerge your soul so that those will be new labels, new identities that you can base your self-identity on. Romans chapter, I love this verse, Romans chapter 12 verse 3 says this, the only accurate way to understand ourselves is by what God is and by what he does for us. And my goal for the next three weeks of this ink series is simply this, is that you will realize who you are in Jesus Christ. That you will realize your, your identity, what it's based upon is Jesus Christ and not what is out here and not even what they say about you. Not how much you make, not which rank you have on your uniform, none of that. But you base your identity, your worth, 
on this verse right here. The only accurate way to understand ourselves is by what God is and by what he does for us. Not by what we do for him. And so many of us, we, we base our identity on what we do, especially God's. We're that way. Somebody asks you, hey, you know, uh, tell me about yourself. Well, and what's the first thing we go? We talk about a job. Right? But that's not who you are. That's what you do. So what do you base your identity on? Ladies, what do you base your identity on? So many of us is looks. Well, I'm not skinny enough, or I don't have these right measurements, or whatever it is. And God's saying, no, you're more than that. You can become a child of God. You are worth so much more to me than just what's on the outside. Guys, you are so much more to me than what you can bring home in a paycheck. You are worth my son, Jesus Christ. So many of us, we can believe the lies that we say to ourselves, well, I define myself this way. Or we can believe the lies when other people define us and allow them to tattoo us. Or we can believe the truth of what God says about us. That's our big idea for today. Our big idea is this. The voices you listen to will determine how you see yourself. The voices you listen to will determine how you see yourself. Do you base your identity on a third grade basketball coach who just berated you? Do you, do you base your identity on a, a co-worker or do you base your identity on what the creator of the universe says about you? So today, my prayer is that some of you will be tattooed by what God says about you. We're going to be talking about two words this morning. Two words that God describes somebody who has a relationship with God. Two words that God describes to somebody who has a relationship with Jesus Christ. And I'm so glad you're here today, especially, maybe you've not been to church in years. Maybe you've never been to church before. I want to let you know, you're in a, you're in a, a safe place. I, but some of you, you're like, man, I just, I don't know if I can be that good. I'll be honest with you, none of us are that good. Some of you are saying, well, I don't think I can fit in with this crowd because I don't look the way that they do. Well, take a look around. None of us look exactly the same. In fact, I've never seen a normal person. Have you? Right? Normal is you're really kind of what you think of yourself. It's your own normal. You know what? All of us have been bumped up. All of us have been jacked up by just stuff in our lives. But God said, no, I'm going to rebrand you. I'm going to define you. By two words, that if you can have that relationship with Jesus Christ today, these two words will define your existence. You can base your identity on. The first word is this. It's the word new. Everybody say the word new. 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 Now, 2 Corinthians 5, 17 says this. This is such a spanking fine verse. This means that anyone who belongs to Christ. Now, let me stop there. What does that mean to be belong to Christ? It means that you have a relationship with God through Jesus Christ. Let me tell you what that doesn't mean. It doesn't mean, well, I go to church, or I have religion, or, you know, I've prayed a prayer, or I've gotten baptized. All that is superficial stuff. What he's saying is that you belong to Christ if you have a relationship with him. Now, so, the, anyone who belongs to Christ has become a, now by the way, let's all just say this together, because this is an all-skate point, all right? 
becomes a what? New. Let's say that one more time. New. We become a new person. The old life is gone. And uh, help me one church. New. A new life has begun. The first word is new. Now many of us, when we think of Christianity, when we think of church, when we think of religion, here's what we think of. We think of upgrade. We think of a version 2.0 of the system update. All right, how many of y'all have Mac computers? You know, rest is, is the, okay, that means boom. The rest of those who boom, let me tell you, I did, hate to inform you, you have spyware on your computer. It's here to shut down, all right? It's done. All right? Most of us, we think Christianity, we think about a version 2.0 of the same system, right? We think of an upgrade. And so, and, and it's amazing because so many people have bought into this. It's just an upgrade. Some people think this way. You know what? I, you know, I'd love to have a little bit of religion, a little bit of Christianity, and it's going to make my life better. So we say, okay, I'd like to have my life a little better. So Jesus will come alongside, and he will make our old life a little bit better. I mean, think of extreme makeover. All right? How many of y'all have seen extreme makeover on television? What they do is they get some butt-ugly people. I mean, nappy people. All right? And they, what they do is, I mean, they have surgery, and they fix their teeth, um, so it's no longer a fence. And they, um, they, I'm sorry. And, 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 you know, they get a haircut, they get new makeup applied on, right? Um, I mean, I mean, there are some struggles there, right? And, and they make them, and they, they, it's still the same person, right? But they've upgraded the person, correct? They've upgraded the person, and it's still just the same person underneath. They maybe teach them some new manners, but then they unveil the work to everybody. All the friends and family, they all clap, Right? It's an extreme makeover. And that's how most people see Christianity. It's an extreme makeover. It's just an upgrade. But let me tell you, if you think that way, you're believing a lot. Because Jesus didn't say, you know what? I'm going to make you a better person of you. I'm going to make you a better version of you. He didn't say that. He says, no, I'm not, I'm not just in for an upgrade or a version 2.0. I'm going to make you a new person. I'm going to make you totally new from the inside out. And you're not just going to be a better person of yourself. You're not just going to be a better version of yourself. You're just going to get morality. Because a lot of people, that's what they think of Christianity is. It's just a, an upgrade of your morality. No. It's something radically different because Jesus says, I'm going to make you new. I want to give you a new direction in your life. I want to give you new way of looking at things. And I'm going to change you from the inside out until you are new, not just an upgrade. Man, some of you, you've traded your Friday night partying for Sundays and nothing's changed on the inside. Let me say this. Anyone who belongs to Christ has become a new person. The old life is gone. A new life has begun. If your old life isn't gone, if you feel like Christianity or church is just an upgrade, then let me just be real. Just put the cookies on the bottom shelf with you right now and say this. Maybe you're not a Christian. Maybe you don't have a relationship with Jesus Christ. Because it's not an upgrade. 
It's not an upgrade. It's not just a better version of you. Some of you, how many of y'all have ever said, you know what, I just wish I could do my life over? Sometimes, you know, I've thought about that. What would I be if I was different? You know, if I wasn't a pastor, things of that nature. Some of, some of you out there, you're just struggling. You think, man, I want to do over. And you know what? We, we can come to our Heavenly Father we can say, you know what? Jesus says, okay, I'll give you a do over. I'm going to wipe your slate clean. And I'm going to make you a new person. That's the first word. The next word is this word. It's the word accepted. The word accepted. The Bible says for the, that for those who have a relationship with Jesus Christ, that we are accepted by God. So many of us have done a lot of dumb things to try to get acceptance, right? Any of y'all? Me. I definitely have. So many times we've done different things, going to different places and different spots, doing with different people, and we don't feel different because we don't feel acceptance. But God is telling you today that you and I can have acceptance, that we can have that acceptance of God. You know, I, I was talking with Gage, a fellow who's doing tattoos here at one church, and uh, Gage said this about a month ago. He says, so many people get tattoos, and the reason why is because they're not okay with themselves. And you said, so many people get tattoos because they don't feel accepted. I want to say very clearly this morning that you can have that acceptance. And it's not a marking on the skin that's going to get it. It's not getting that next rank is going to get it. It's not finding that next level of your life is going to get it. No, you can have that true acceptance that only comes from God. Listen to how Romans chapter 15 verse 7 says it. Accept each other just as Christ has accepted you. Accept each other just as. Christ has accepted you. Let me explain what this does not say. This verse does not say, God will accept you if you do this and this and this. And God will accept you if you would stop doing this and clean up your act and do this list. He doesn't say that. He says, God accepts us through Jesus Christ. Now here's what so many of us do. We think of Christianity, we think of religion as a list. That if we follow the Ten Commandments, that if we if we stop drinking, we stop smoking, we stop chewing, and we stop going to those girls who do this all that stuff, right? All right? If we would start doing this, if we would start going to church, if we would start giving money, if we would start reading the Bible, if we would start praying, then God will finally accept us. And we when we don't live our life knowing that acceptance from God, we live our life. Trying to have an intimate relationship with a list. And I'll be honest with you, for the longest part of my life, that is how I viewed Christianity. I viewed Christianity as, okay, I need to do this, 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 this. And the problem is you can't be intimate with a list. It doesn't work that way. A list is a piece of paper. You can only have intimacy in a relationship. But so many of us, we've, we've boiled down all this stuff to a list. Okay? I'm going to do this, this, and we have little check boxes. Check. Did this. Check. I stopped doing that. Check. And nothing changes on the inside. 
It's not about checking off boxes. There's only one box God wants checked off. You need to know that. And that's this box. Do you have a relationship with my son Jesus Christ? Now some of you are going, okay, it can't be that easy, Chris. I mean, seriously, it can't. I mean, don't I need to, I need to stop sleeping around, right? I need to stop doing drugs. I need to stop drinking. I need to, whatever you need, all the stops in your mind right in here. I need to stop doing this, right? Well, I need to start doing this. I need to start going to church. I need to start dressing the part, whatever that looks like, right? I need to start whatever. And God's going, no, no, no. There's one checkbox, and that is, do you have a relationship with my son, Jesus Christ? That's all that matters. You got that checked off? Guess what? Some of those other do's and don'ts, they're going to take care of themselves. But so many of us, we try to do the do's and the don'ts, and we don't get this relationship right. He said, no, you want acceptance. You come into a relationship with Jesus Christ. Now, so many of us that think of Christianity this way, we start treating other people the way we feel like God treats us, and we give them lists. All right? You know what I'm talking about? How many of you all in here are married? Yeah, I know about some lists, don't we? All right. Okay, you need to do this, 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 right? You know, or you need to stop doing this, this, this. And we start, we, we bring that mess into our marriage. Some of us, you, you know, you, you, you just feel like you want friends, but you have that list. They gotta do this, and they don't do this. Oh, well, he didn't, you know, he didn't call me on my birthday, or, or she didn't Facebook me, or whatever. And, and we have these lists. We gotta stop the list because it's impossible to have an intimate relationship with a list. You wanna know why we're accepted by God? You wanna know why God freely accepts us? It has nothing to do with what you do. It has nothing to do with what I do. It has everything to do with what Jesus Christ has done. Great verse. Romans chapter 5, verse 1. By faith, we have been made, and let's all say this, acceptable. We have been made acceptable to God. We have peace with God. Why? Because we've done some good stuff, right? I showed up at church once in a year, right? That's not what I said. We have peace with God because of what our Lord Jesus Christ has done. See, so many of us, we spell Christianity D-O, do. I got to do this, do that, do this, and we believe the religious lie that it's doing things that make us right with God. But no, God says you can be made acceptable because of what Jesus Christ has D-O-N-E. What he has done. So my encouragement to you is this. If you feel like your, your, your religion has just been an upbringing and it's not been new. If you feel like you've been trying to earn God's acceptance because of doing this, 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 and all these checkboxes. Then maybe you don't have a relationship with your Heavenly Father. And he so desperately wants to have a relationship with you. You want to know how much Jesus, how much God accepts you? Do you want to know just how much and how permanent God's acceptance of you is? This is so cool. You remember what I said, and some of you are sleeping. Welcome back. Um, 
You remember, uh, you remember when I said at the beginning of the video, the main reason why somebody goes into a tattoo parlor is to get something what? Uh, something, a name tattooed on them, right? And the reason why somebody goes back is to what? Give it camouflage. That's exactly right. Let me think. Do you know that the Bible says that God accepts you so much and his acceptance is so permanent that he tattoos your name on him? Some of you growing up in church, you're like, I thought tattoos were bad. All right? All right, we're going to talk about that verse. There's one verse in there. We're going to talk about it. We've talked about that at one church before. But I want you to look at this. This is in Isaiah chapter 49, 14, 15, and 16. By the way, we're going to go this in a couple of weeks. This is going to be so much fun. It says in the book of Revelation that Jesus has tattoos. He shows up looking for a fight, dressed all white, and tatted up. Is that the idea of, of the Savior that you normally think of? No. Right? We're going to get there. We're going to talk about some really fun stuff with that. But listen to how God describes himself in Isaiah chapter 49. God's people says this to God. The Lord has deserted us. The Lord has forgotten us. Some of you are here this morning, and that's exactly how you feel. You feel like God has deserted you. You feel like God has forgotten you. Listen to what God says to those in his relationship with. He says, never, never. Can a mother forgive her nursing child? The answer, no. Can she feel no love for the child she has born? No. But even if that were possible, God says this, I would not forget you. I want to stop right there. I would not forget you. And then he goes to this part. This is the shizzle. He says this. See, I have written your name on the palms of my hand. The word in verse 16, written on the name on my hands, is the word we can translate tattoo. In fact, the amplified version this is a version of the Bible that takes the original meaning of those words and it expounds on them. Listen to how it explains it. Behold, I have indelibly imprinted, parentheses, so it says, tattooed a picture of you on the palm of each of my hands. You know God has a tattoo? He has a tattoo of you. He has a tattoo of me. And tattoos are forever. He didn't get this tattoo with your name on it and said, oh, I've got to blot it out. I've got to get it removed. No. He said, you want to know how much I accept you? I accept you forever. If you have that relationship with Jesus Christ, I accept Jesus Christ and I accept you because you are in him and I will accept you forever. Forever. So as we close today, let me just ask this very simple question. Do you have a relationship with your Heavenly Father? Or has it just felt like an upgrade? Do you have a relationship with your Heavenly Father? Or does it just feel like following just a bunch of lists? So many of you and us, we have these 
extreme feelings of insignificance, and we feel like we are unlovable, and we feel like we have been branded by others. But we need to stop listening to how other people describe us, and we need to start listening to God, because the people we listen to is going to determine how we see ourselves. So are you going to choose to listen to your Heavenly Father? Are you going to choose to allow him to tattoo these words new, accepted on the souls of your heart? Let's pray. Dear God, I know there's so many people here today who need, and maybe they've not been to church in a long time, but they need to have that relationship with you, God. At the end of this service, or there's going to be some people in the back left-hand corner just going to be willing to pray with anyone who's there. Anybody who says, you know what, I need some help. I need some questions answered. I need someone to pray for me. And they're just going to be right back there, God. Lord, I pray for so many of the people in here today. They just feel like they're starting to believe the lie of what everybody's telling them. And that is, they're not worthy. Guilty. Unlovable. But Jesus Christ on the cross says, you know what? They're not unlovable. They are lovable. And once they enter in that relationship with my son Jesus, they're no longer guilty, but they're forgiven. Lord, I thank you so much that all of us, we can't get saved, we can't get that forgiveness, that love, by anything that we do. But it's by what Jesus Christ has done in the permanence of our name going on the palm of God's hand. We love you, Jesus. In the name of the Christ.